What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by the CinematicGrill.com. I'm your host, David. I'm joined with the dynamic duo, Mr. Jack Renault. What's going on, gentlemen? And Mr. Hunter Friesen. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? Well, well, there's some movies I've watched this week that don't make it a well week. <laughs> uh, I had a good, I had a great week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need two more days, then it'll be a great week. Yes, it will. Uh, Jack, you really avoided like hell this week, my friend. (laughs) Man, man, uh, yeah, you, you kind of threw me into the deep end with a movie yesterday. So I've got, I've got some things to cover in what we watched. But at the end of the day, I am so happy because while as the final line of this movie says nobody's perfect, I do think this movie is pretty close to it so yes, i'm really yes. excited to be talking about it today so we are here uh to talk about one of my favorite billy wilder movies and one of my favorite comedies of all time some like it hot uh a movie that just happened to be in the wrong year at the wrong oscars <laughs> which we're gonna get into a little later but it's a pretty perfect movie like jack said before we get into that let's get into some of the needs of the week last week was the super bowl which is the Highest viewed anything on television since the moon landing. That's has has it been that way like ever since just like year after year? No, 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 no. It's kind of it's the combination of it's the Super Bowl, two well known teams, Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, people that come for the movie trailers and commercial. It's kind of like it brought everything together to to get that rating. Uh, good game. Yeah, for, uh, yeah for, for for the back for the back end third yeah <laughs> yeah if you watch the second if you just skip the first half that was a really good game yeah I yeah. as soon as that game went to overtime I said do the Niners not know the new overtime rules because why are you taking the ball <laughs> I mean I know this is not a football podcast but like it's just the most idiotic thing you could do at that moment give Mahomes four downs and you're just like okay sure why not uh yeah but overall good good game what are you gonna say Jack. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, you know, the video of you see the video of him like reacting to like the coin toss. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, did they just do that? Yeah, he he was he was trying so hard, like his eyes like glimmered. He was like, "There's a chance." And then once they got the ball, I knew they were gonna like. I'm sure you guys knew they were gonna score that touchdown. Like it, yeah, yeah. Some of the the killer momentum at the end. Where the Niners only score a field goal in the first overtime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Mm, that ain't good enough. Someone posted a gif of Dan Campbell after they went for the field goal and fourth down. Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Um, But yeah, enough football talk. Now we have uh, two months till the draft, and then things get hot and heavy again for us football fans. It should be. should be a fun few months once that draft season kicks in. Uh, but during the Super Bowl, we got some trailers, as we do every single uh, Super Bowl. So some of the trailers that released were the Wicked trailer. Um, yeah. Jack, I'll start with you. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, they're doing the, or the, they're doing the part one, part two. So I am excited for both. I'm. No, there's been some talk about why it should be split up. I think it or why it shouldn't be split up, but I think it's a pretty 
in-depth story from what I've heard and that like the book or whatever doesn't go as far in depth or the musical as it goes far in depth as like the book that it was based on does so I'm excited for it the trailer looks really good both of the leads uh Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande look great and Defying Gravity sounds awesome so um before we will I, be there before I go to Hunter as Wizard of Oz stands they really mm-hmm. couldn't get the rights, man. They really couldn't get the rights to the fucking <laughs> Ruby Slippers. Like, I, I that's the, the, most, the most glaring thing I saw in the trailer, that they, the Ruby Slippers are not in the trailer. And I'm just like, that's a literal scene, important scene from the movie, and whatever. Uh, but thoughts, Hunter? Uh, it looked fine. I also have seen The Wizard of Oz once in my life, <gasps> 10 years ago, and I have zero familiar with this, so when my, I was watching this with my mom, she's seen The Wicked Musical, like, on stage, or something, so she was telling me about it, I was like, this is the first time she's explaining a movie to me, and I'm like, I have <laughs> no idea, like, there's a good witch, I was like, the green witch, is, she's the bad one, why is she good now, and I, I, yeah, I was so out of it, so like, it looked, it looked fine, I actually did, like, kind of like the aesthetic of it and it, yeah judging by the trailer this is not part one i guess they don't want you to know that but <laughs> yeah i think i've seen the musical four times uh Jesus. yeah it's 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 an x like it's an all-timer musical okay now yeah. adaptation wise i don't know why it's two parts i do agree i think this should be give it three hour runtime and call it a day and then yeah. um <laughs> Three-hour musicals. Bring them back, baby. Yeah, man. Intermission at all. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'd be fans of that. And like you said, Jack, I know the the book is more extensive, so I'm guessing that's why it's split into two parts. I'm kind of over them hiding that it's a musical, like they did. They've been doing lately, like studios have been doing lately. But I think this movie, this movie's gonna make so much money. This movie's literally based on a musical, though, so Mm -hmm. you can't really like hide it. I don't think I don't think they hit it either. Like there was singing in it. Some I, I don't for, know. For a minute, it was a first look, so that it technically true. wasn't the official trailer. So mm. like, and we still have nine months to go till the movie comes out. So I was like, I gave them a little leeway for like a promo kind of thing. But I do think this movie has no worry about box office success. This movie's going to make so much money. I think just from the the musical stands. And then the I was gonna say, yeah, the Ariana stands are just gonna watch them to see because if Ariana's in the movie, yeah, I think this movie is gonna make a lot of money. Whether it's an Oscar player, I I do not think this is gonna be an Oscar player. It, Maybe like Tex. I think I I was comparing it to kind of like Wonka's chances, yeah. where it's like it's not above the line, but hey, there's craft categories that could definitely an original song. There's gonna be original song for this movie, so yep. It could get three to four nominations just below the line. This one wasn't a full trailer, but a new look at the uh, the Fall Guy. I don't think this movie looks very good, guys. Did, did this did this play during the Super it Bowl? It played during before the so it played during the six o'clock pre-show, like literally the commercial oh, before okay, the yeah. pre-show started. So basically, I, they I, got they I got a discount watch until the till the national anthem. So like, I yeah, anything that was before that, I just saw like. The Twitter pop up mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I, you know, no. I, I'm not. I'm just not a big David Leach fan. That's, it looks fine. It looks like, whatever. It'll, yeah, it'll be a six out of ten. Good time at the movies. Hey, yeah. you know, whatever. And I'm okay with that at some points. Um, Jack, did you see this one? I did not. No, okay. like like Connor, I I started it, after the national anthem. Well, it's it's weird because there's the the first trailer was three minutes long, and this one's a minute long, and this one's Basically, the three-minute trailer just condensed down a minute. I don't think there's really much of anything <laughs> new we saw. Uh, what we did get is Kingdom from the planet of the Planet of the Apes. Um, 
I love the tr- old the trilogy that we just had. Uh, I am so nervous about this movie because it looks fucking great, but then you see who directed this movie, and you're just like, oh no. So the acclaimed director of the Maze Runner, the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trails, Maze Runner, the Death Cure directed this movie, Mister Wes Ball. So. See, I'm not so nervous, only because I just don't care about this movie. <laughs> oh, you're you're not a fan of the the trilogy? I like the original trilogy, not the original, the ones we the just reboot. got. But yeah, I'm yeah. like, we don't need a fourth one. Like, who cares? Like, I, we we had a good we had a good conclusion, a good story right here. We don't need a new one this early too. It's only been like what, well, six years, about I to guess. six years. I do think yeah. I know where this movie ends, just by like the direction of this trailer. This movie ends with like. Charlton Heston's character, like I just feel like we're we getting get, we Charl- get CGI Charlton Heston. Yep, I, I, I <laughs> like or, yeah a recast, recast, or, yeah. recast yeah. or something like, like that. All that Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even see that one. I don't know how that works. Oh yeah, it's something. Uh, it looks good. I think it looks pretty pretty good. Um, Jack, did you see this one? Uh, I saw bits of it on Instagram, and I pretty much share the same. I'm kind of in the middle of like where Hunter is. Like I'm excited enough to where I might check it out, but also like if it ends up being like, yeah, I'm not going to be like heartbroken about it. So yeah, we still have the we still have Mavericks in the trilogy. So yeah, I'm I'm glad we have that. And then uh, the last two Twisters, which I just signed me the fuck up. Like (laughs) that looks like right up like summer blockbuster alley. This looks phenomenal. Jack, thoughts? That Twister, I. I've only seen Twister once and it was, I was like 13. I was, my mom showed it to me. It was, she was around the same time she showed me Die Hard, but it didn't make as much of a long lasting impression, but it'll give me a reason to go back to it. And I think now with kind of my more, my more uh, appreciation for that genre, I think it could go higher. So I'm excited for it. It was the year of the disaster movies because May Twister came out and then July Independence Day came out. Oh, so it was oh, like a few wow. months apart, and then mm. this movie, like I think, yeah, it made four hundred ninety-five million dollars, but Independence Day just like yeah. dominated <laughs> that it, people forget about Twister. Uh, Hunter, what about you? I have not seen Twister, and I all all I was thinking of this movie is like this will be the loudest movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen <laughs> since, and I was I was trying to think what was the last <laughs> movie that was like fucking loud that I saw. I can't remember Oppenheimer. So, well, one scene. yeah, for like, one con- scene, like consistent loudness. Because this is, I, I was gonna say, it's like, so as Jack, as like a, as a movie theater player, you, you'll be hearing every single, single theater this is in. Yo, <laughs> you know, they'll be like, Where, "What's Twister?" And it's like, "Well, you, you just listen down there; it's over there. You can hear it." And in perfect time. I mean, a lot of, a lot of us were worried about Hitman moving to twenty twenty four because, like, the Glenn Powell songs with like anyone but you making a lot of money, but. Hitman and then Twisters coming back like a two or three months apart. I think this is like perfect. That's true. Is it was it Hitman in July or June? June or May? July? And then yeah, this is July. Right so next it, to it's other. perfect. Um, and then the last trailer. I don't know if you guys care. I care enough. So Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, I didn't give us much, but I, you know, I for someone like me that's nicer on these movies and you than look like Hunter and you and you Jack like. I'm kind of over it at this point, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. But I think it looks pretty decent. I didn't like Deadpool 2 too much, so, uh, 
Yeah. I, mean, I really I really like Deadpool one. Me too. Likewise, Me too. likewise, yeah. And then when this trailer came out, I went and saw more clips on YouTube of like the the first two movies. Like, you know, I actually like these a little more than everything else. And if this I'm at least giving this movie excitement because you can do so much with it. And they're, what they're setting up right now of being the Marvel Jesus and stuff. I'm like, there's there's some real fun I could have with this movie. So there is a storyline, and I think this is where they're going. Obviously, we don't know for the next couple of months. There's a storyline with Deadpool in the comics called Mar- Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, where Deadpool obviously kills the Marvel Universe. I can see a world where Deadpool goes back and kills the Fox Universe and just kills all the characters from like the Marvel Fox Universe, since you mm-hmm. see the 20th Century logo within the trailer. So yeah. very curious as to what they do there. Yeah, it's in the sand, Jack. Like the old 20th century Fox logo is in the stand. Oh, yeah. so that's because that's like, it's it's we keep building with these Marvel movies right now to 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 pretty much nothing. nothing. It feels like mm-hmm. so. I'm like I'm hoping with Deadpool you can really make an actual significant change to this for for the better. Just something different is really all I'm asking at this point. I agree. So segue yeah. that segues yeah. into. The other news that I wanted to talk about was the finally the casting of the Fantastic Four, which is Pedro Pascal. It's like the worst kept secret in Hollywood, so it's Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Ivan Moss. Ba- I I never know how to pronounce his last name. Backrock and Backrock and Joseph Quinn are are Fantastic Four. Not where I started when this is even way before you guys were on the pod. I like I did my dream scenario of Emily Blunt and Krasinski, and then that never happened and then you know well you, you got half you got a quarter of it right because krasinski was a yeah, that Strange, is true guess, yeah for 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 what five minutes not even and then i and then the whole adam driver margot robbie rumors and then we settled i mean i don't even think we settled i think this is actually really good casting across the board i mean i i don't think the movie will fail because of the actors cast uh do you have any interest jack fantastic mr er... Fantastic <laughs> Four. Um, I mean, if we did yeah. that. Fantastic Four is the one. It's like the one superhero franchise that I've just like never gone into. Like for no reason, really. I just like never saw any of the movies and never really had like a driving like passion to. I suppose so. Well, if I if I hear crazy things, I might check it out. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm currently not like speeding to the theater. I know you have to watch it, Hunter. Does this? <laughs> I will, yes, but yeah, I'm actually in the same jacket. I think Fantastic Four is the only superhero like team franchise, whatever. I have like never interacted whatsoever. I know who they are and whatnot, but literally, I think John Krasinski is Mister Fantastic, the the most ex- exposure I've ever had to them. Do you know? I know you may not know this, Hunter, but I, Jack, with your new horror knowledge, do you know who Roger Corman is? Yeah, he did a bunch of like B movies back he in the He also 50s or did a 1994 version of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> now that <laughs> highly recommended, it didn't get released. <laughs> I own a a bootleg Blu-ray copy of it. There's a documentary about the how that movie never got the proper release. It is fascinating what happened anyone of anyone of note in the movie? Nah, I don't know anyone. No, okay. I, I I I mean, Roger Corman's not paying that. <laughs> we're too we're, we're too high profile for him, really. So the movie came, the movie was supposed to release on May thirty first, nineteen ninety four. It was distributed by New Con- New Concord, and the sure, budget was a million dollars. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if there's anyone here that you may. 
trying to think 90s so like you know batman had come out all the you know two of the batmans had come out that point so the so alex hyde white played reed richards rebecca staub played sue storm jay underwood played johnny and michael bailey smith played ben Grimm, and then joseph culp played dr doom it's a fascinating watch if you guys ever even clips of this is just like wow i can't believe this <laughs> this got made but uh but yeah i mean it's we'll see what happens with that that's all the news for the week jack i'm going to save you for last for obvious reasons okay. uh hunter let's let's both just talk about this dumpster fire at the same time you want to talk about madam <laughs> web yeah we can start off with it if we want to it it's 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 still bad it's oh it's terrible I think this is the worst ADR in a movie I've ever seen. Is that up there for you? Well, yeah, I'm. I was trying. I'm up in the ante. I think it's one of the worst, like, produced, yeah, big uh, budget movies I've seen in a long time. In terms of this is just incompetently made. Yeah. I know you want to like. I don't. Not not you, but like people. Some at some points you want to like just blame the studio, like they mess with the art. But I'm like. I don't see one mm. semblance of a good movie in here at all. Like that anybody was doing any good art or good work at all in this movie. I I think the I'm always like try to be hindsight 2020 and just try to be somewhat pos- half glass full. The only thing I actually liked about this was like Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Mercad and Celeste. They actually do I, have I I like them together. I thought they were terrible. Really? I actually the only thing I liked yeah. about I thought Dakota was pretty bad, to be honest with you. She's 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 awful in this I, movie. It, and everything about this movie is awful. I yeah, yeah. could not find I, one part that I even like ironically enjoyed. Like, Adam Scott? No, he's no? what's what's the what's he doing in this movie? What's what's the point? Do you care if I spoil this for you, Mr. Renault? <laughs> be my guess. He so the big reveal is that he is Uncle Ben. Well, not big reveal. They literally say it right away. Yeah, it's yeah. so hot. It's, it's it's they go ninety nine yards on this one, but they won't go in the end zone. I don't yes, know why. The they, end... There's literally there's literally a moment. I don't give a fuck if I'm spoiling it. Say, Who fucking cares? Yeah. Say, At the end, right. uh, Mary Parker gives birth to a baby. Oh, I wonder who it is. And they're like, "Have you thought of any names yet?" But the literally right before she says the P and Peter, it cuts away to something yep. else and never says it. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like I you think went, again, I was like, you went ninety nine yards, just getting the fucking end zone. I think that <laughs> was the mo- that was the most obnoxious part of the movie for me. Like what, I literally was the- like, did they did they not have the rights to like say Peter Parker or something? Like I literally that's the only explanation I thought in my head was like, why did they not do this? And I and to add to what Hunter's saying, Tahir Rahim <sighs> is probably one of the worst. That was one of the worst performances I may have seen in. Yo, he's ever. terrible. He is I can't, terrible. Like, like we have a friend, we have a friend of the show, JC, who's like, oh, but you have to see his. Other. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I don't care. Oh, no, <laughs> like, he's, the he's, more like the more Tanya a few years ago, he's great in that movie. So you know, and <sighs> a prophet as well, which I have not seen. But I've he really is so to. bad in this. So 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 yes. bad. Um, I mean, his villain is. What was the? What did I call him? Oh, I call. Why is he a villain? I call him the ta- I call it Jack. I call him the Tamu Spider Man. <laughs> This is yeah, it's it's so bad. I mean, it, the, nobody has superpowers in this movie actually, even though the trailer no. says they do, but they don't. They don't. And also, Dakota Johnson character can see in the future, but there's two instances where the editing is so bad it makes you seem like she can travel back in time. 
it's there's there's it's, and that's why I said it's one of the most worst like incompetently made movies that I've ever seen. And then as a parent, I saw that at the beginning of the movie, uh, Cassand- Madame Webb's mother is pregnant with her, and she's in the fucking Amazon. And in my head, I'm just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. By that time, she was pregnant. Like, she shouldn't be oh, on a plane eight, pregnant. Eight, 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 we'll say, like, it was like eight months. I think she said. So it was something around there. And did they eventually I mean, reveal why she traveled? And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. It is. And I, that's the, that was the, I was like, I give you point one points for that. <laughs> <laughs> because you did answer that. Stupid, but it's, yeah. Yeah, so. Because it's like, I was thinking this is like at least Morbius. Matt Smith is at least fun in that movie. And Jared Leto is fucking awful, but I at least enjoy the awfulness. This movie is awful, and there's no enjoyment in the awfulness. So, and then the mo- the biggest sin the movie had was you didn't they didn't even bother including the line from the trailer in the movie. I was gonna say that's uh, the guy I, I keep hearing. I know. I want. I, I mean, I say that, and I obviously rec- uh, realize that the the line of the trailer is like four lines stitched together awkwardly. Mm-hmm. So there is there's really no way it could have been the movie, but I think there is. I think researching spiders in the Amazon is like in the movie and it then is. i was like oh and then and then they don't keep going and then i was like ah so yeah so future poker punishment for jack renault on incoming <sighs> oh boy. it would be because that movie's <laughs> awful i mean you at least don't have to watch anything else because it doesn't connect to anything and don't no worry and don't worry there won't be a sequel because the box yeah, office he... just came out while we were talking six days 20 26 million dollars oh wait what's the budget yeah. uh probably like 70 80 it's it's a cheap it's a cheap looking movie. Okay, I was gonna say I was like if it I wasn't sure if it was like the standard like superhero like hundred plus million dollar. Yeah. Madam Web is. There's no action really in the movie. Don't worry. Yeah, eighty million dollars is the budget for the movie, and okay. you and you can tell it yeah. looks like <laughs> shit. Uh, put any other things you want to highlight to Sweet Cutter. Um. Well, less shitty, but. Still shitty. Bob Marley, One Love. I watched that. <laughs> oh. It's just, I mean, it's just so boring of a biopic, <laughs> really. It's it's exactly 100% down the middle formula right there. So it's just, it's it's so like competent. Like, it's competently made, but there's no flashes of doing anything special. And there's nothing that's actually that bad. So it's just, who cares? Uh, I watched Driveway Dolls, the new Ethan Cohen movie, which was okay. It's it's pretty fun. It's only eighty minutes long. Oh, I think that's even great. when you so I think it's like seventy eight minutes long when you take out the credits. So it's it's super fun. It's super quick. It's not very good. It it definitely feels like a Cohen brothers movie, just half as good, so and half as funny. So but I guess after watching two shitters, I was like, whatever. I, it's it's fine. Uh, and then I haven't been doing the greatest and best picture winners this week because I did watch something yesterday. So Friday night, I gave myself a break. I watched Step Brothers, the real movie. <laughs> I had not seen it since I was 12 years old, so I wanted to rewatch it. And yeah, 12-year-old me still loves this movie. Watch that rated cut. How, how about now? How about now cinephile? Hunter, what is it's, he it's still fine. There's there are some really <laughs> funny parts to it. There's some parts I don't like, but I was fine with it. It's it's again it, where I'm like I have so much um, love for this. Takes me back to mm-hmm. baseball tournaments and then sleepovers with your friend's house and you you play Call of Duty Black Ops one for hours. You play zombies and then you then you fall asleep to Step Brothers. 
What a life. Never got better than that. All right. Um, and then, did you guys actually do poker yesterday? No, we ended up not doing it. Oh, okay, because I was going to have... I was going to say, this will be the only time someone's ever said it. Sorry, boys, I can't play poker. I'm watching The Great Ziegfeld. <laughs> I watched The Great Ziegfeld yesterday. Did you love it? I'm back in the 30s, people in their like, pool halls are like, oh, yeah, I, maybe. Go. I gotta go to the to the movie house. <laughs> the Great Ziegfeld, yeah. <laughs> this movie was... If this movie was two hours and maybe 20 minutes long, it'd be pretty good. It's way too long. Why is it three hours? I don't know. There's individual scenes that are like 10 minutes long. It's like, why? So, Have you gotten there, Jack? No, that I, I think I'm down to four. And that's like the one now that I'm like really pushing it's, off. It, I, I, I've, yeah, been dreading it. That's honestly why I watched Step Brothers actually Friday night because I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I need something else before I get into this. It actually, and then when I was like about to start the movie, I was like, wait a minute, a three-hour biopic? Why am I dreading this so much? It was, I mean, mostly because nobody likes it. And then, yeah, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I, I'm giving it like a six out of ten, like three Damn. stars. It's fine. There's some, there's some good acting in it. There's some good musical numbers, but it's, yeah, it's way too long and. Tom Jones is up not... next, right? I do have that. I still have a few more. I think I have like twelve more to go. I'm gonna watch. You can't take it with you today. So, oh, that's and... a, that's a, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that's I a fun that's one. A good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I I because I, I was like, well, yeah, I'll do that. And then I still have a few more to go. And then, yeah, awesome. well, luckily I only have one. I only have one new movie to watch this coming week, so I have. Plenty of space. Yes, and you'll have a lot to say, I think, about that one. Uh, yes, so for me, I finished finished our conversation last week. I kind of mentioned it in passing that I was uh, Joe Bob had a new special, and one of the movies that he had is called Vamp. It is essentially After Hours Vampire Edition. Mm-hmm. Basically, like it's this, this these college fraternity guys that go to a strip club at an underground strip club, only to find out that the strippers are vampires it isn't is that uh it's essentially that blade no it's isn't essentially nightclub and blade <laughs> it's essentially it's essentially dust for, robert rodriguez stole basically this oh, idea for dust till dawn um well, i guess blade and, stole two then i guess and the, i i was you know i was watching it and i got the after hours vibe a lot because they ended up like when they leave the strip club they just roam around the city and it feels very much like after hours and then they cut back to joe bob and joe bob literally goes on to say that direct the director of the movie was inspired by after hours so i was just like oh, all right cool um i also saw all right so this movie stars <laughs> it's called collision course i know this movie you I wait really <laughs> why do you know this movie <laughs> it stars jay leno <laughs> And Pat, Pat Morita. Early, early 90s, I'm guessing. That's uh, guess. like, no, 1989. 1989. Yeah. Uh, all right, same era. This movie is one of the most racist movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, Jack, why the fuck do you know what this movie is? Cinemassacre, baby. Just Did... popped up in a random like VHS video. And like just, yeah, like you said it. Like the, the pairing of Pat Morita, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, and Jay Leno. I was just like, what on God's earth? Like, what? Like, what is this movie? Like, what could this possibly be? I, 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 I've not, I've seen clips of it, but I've never like seen it at all. Well, it's on HBO Max if you want to see it. Um, 
It's. Uh, they, I thought they, I w- they have space for that, but not Coyote versus Zach. <laughs> 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 yep. I thought it would be fun. It's not as fun as I hoped, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I went on some Billy Wilder, uh, marathon since we were going to do something like a hot. Saw the apartment masterpiece. Uh, Sunset Boulevard masterpiece. Uh, I saw. This is only the second time I've seen it. Ace in the Hole. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot better the second time around. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. re- reminded this this he basically plays a news reporter. If you got Kirk Douglas, it's, he's essentially <laughs> like a ver- uh, down in a dumbs version of Charles Foster Kane. If, if you guys see it, you you'll know what I mean there. Uh, then I did some David Lynch because why not? Um, I saw Mulholland Drive, which. A little friend of ours is going to talk about in a few seconds, so that's going to be great. How, how, which, how many times have you seen it now? This I'm, is, I'm, I'm this guessing is, over under six and a half. I'm going to uh, say this is over six. I think I've only logged it because I didn't use well, to log as much as I well, used to. I mean, I, 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 log more, I log more now than I used to. I think this is the seventh time I've seen Mulholland okay, Drive. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, I was thinking, like, in total, like, I don't, you know, the logs ain't perfect. It's a perfect movie, though. I think this movie's absolutely perfect with challenging the viewer and when you actually understand what lynch is trying to say it just like hits you like a bag of bricks it's so damn perfect it's uh it pisses me off the academy saw it enough to nominate lynch but not nominate it anywhere else and it's just aggravating that's that's one of the lone i mean give it a picture nom give it an actress nom just give it a screenplay well, nom and, 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 and at least a sound editing or something yeah sure <laughs> In an era of only five best picture nominees, no fucking way. No, no fucking yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> uh, I saw Eraserhead. Finally at four stars. It is not a movie I would really recommend unless you're really deep into Lynch because it is just really fucking weird. Like, really, really weird. Um, Lost Highway is something I think I recommend to both you guys. I, I'm curious to your thoughts, Hunter, if you ever get to it. Uh, basically, it. it's his vertigo. It's a lot of uh, the ideas of obsession with women in the most Lynchian way. Basically, I'll say this. The movie starts with one lead male character in Bill Pullman, and in the middle of the movie, he switches who the lead character of the movie is without telling you why. Only to come back at the end to and you it comes full full circle at the end. Uh, Patricia Arquette is phenomenal in this movie, and the ending is Lynch in the most Lynch type of ending. It's up there for me. It's one of my favorite Lynch movies. It's I remember JC had said it's weaker for Lynch, but I, I first time I saw it, I was pretty. It's his neo noir essentially too. It's it's what you would think Lynch would make a neo noir to look like. Uh, then. For next week, I saw his Dune, and now knowing what we have completed with Denis, I am happy David Lynch's Dune is here because you guys get to see it, and then you guys are gonna have s- I, the notes that you guys are gonna have for next week are gonna be That's true. yeah, I'm gonna something be tripling down on Dune this week. So, you know, the Denis version, and I'll watch the Lynch version. I do think you're gonna be between e- Wednesday and Saturday. I'll be watching it somehow, some way. I think you're going to be easier on the Lynch one after you see the Denis one, knowing that we have like two, a legit master class of an ad- adaptation. And this is, mm-hmm. you know, he tried, you know, that's all you can say. I actually looked out for Frank Herbert's Children of Dune, which is an adaptation, a sci fi miniseries from 03 with James McAvoy. 
of the other books that he's not going to get to. And I don't think it's very good. But I was just curious. Uh, Susan Sarandon's in it too. Uh, showed showed the, uh, the Munchkin Fantasia for the first time. Uh, still hits. Still great. She loved it. So that's what matters. Uh, restarted Twin Peaks. And I'm on season two. And the show is a masterpiece. It's one of the best pieces of art ever made. Uh, one day Hunter. One day Hunter. Uh, and then the last thing. I saw Lisa Frankenstein yesterday. I liked it. I I understand why people don't like it. I this feels like right up my alley. Like very, I think this movie has like a cult following, like glued into it already. Like Jennifer's body was hated when it first came out, and now it's like insanely a cult favorite. I can see this getting that, and it has an '80s aesthetic, which I love. I wish it was an R-rated cut. That's probably my biggest critique on it. It's very tame. Uh, it cuts away from all the body horror, which you know. Uh, that's not my thing. And then I saw this movie with Ali Baldwin and Kate, uh, Kim Basinger this morning called The Getaway. Uh, sure. it's, Before it's, or after Oscar. How about that? What happened? <laughs> Before oh. 95 or after 95? Well, what do you mean? When was it released? Uh, 1994. Oh, okay. So before Oscar. Oh, sorry. LA Confidential was 97. 97. So this is I'm also a... a a second adaptation because um, Steve McQueen did an adaptation of this in the seventies as well. Oh, okay, I recognize the name. Yeah, so and and that was that. All right, Mister Renault, you're up. All right. Uh, so I rewatched a couple Jimmy Stewart movies this past week. Uh, Mister Smith goes to Washington. Probably should have won the Oscar for it. He's freaking incredible in that movie. It has your guy Thomas Mitchell, my guy Claude Rains. And I was in the Frank Capra mood after last week, so I felt the need to watch. Uh, then I watched the, rewatched the movie he did win the Oscar for, The Philadelphia Story. And Ooh. honestly, what a trio of Grant Hepburn and Stewart. That's just, like, perfect. That is, like, what, that is yeah, that, an all-time trio. Of, like, when you, you think know, of, like, headliners for a movie, I still gravitate towards that. Just just saying those names, you're like, damn. Do you, uh, do you still disagree with the win? I mean, it's good, and like I think Henry Fonda with the grape for the Grapes of Wrath, I think he would have been my pick, but he should be an Oscar winner. And I guess if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't be, uh, or unless they some crazy like effect to get his wonderful life. But I'm glad he is an Oscar win. But I wouldn't say it would be be for that, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I watched a movie called Extra. This is one of those great uh, public domain movies that has multiple titles. So it is called Pod People, and it's also called Extraterrestrial Visitors. <laughs> and it is an E.T. ripoff where the aliens look like anteaters. And man, oh man, <laughs> it is hilarious. quite the movie. Uh, pretty, uh, aside from the funny character design, it was just kind of kind of just standard sci-fi fair of the time so nothing great but nothing terrible knocked another best picture winner off of my remaining list uh i watched cimarron and man <laughs> well you, you had the line of the week when you texted me yeah i i texted dave and i was just like i can't hear what anyone is saying because it was what the third or fourth i guess best picture winner after sound so they were still figuring stuff out yeah, and yeah. man for all the back the background conversations like i could hear like four different convos going on at once and i'm just like oh 
That's but... that's still another one I have to watch. Only because nobody <laughs> has ever ever said anything positive about that movie. Yeah. I yeah. I think I don't know if Jack will agree. I think there was potential with this one. I don't think it's yeah. as I don't think it's I, as bad as people make it out to be. I just for me I just thought of the same or same writer as Giant, so I you yeah. know I expect and, the same. And quality. I noted I was like it's pretty like on a technical scale it's pretty impressive. Like there's a, a cavalry charge at the, near the beginning of the movie that's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> but I mean aside from that, like once it gets into like all the all the conversations, it just really begins to like lose steam. Um, I rewatched Doctor Strange Love, and that I keep going up on that too, which I was never really huge on, but I continue to find more and more enjoyable. It's the one movie on the AFI like laughs list that I was always like, that's like number three, like up, mm. up with like some like it hot and like duck soup, and I'm just like really. So I, the more I get older, the more I could kind of see there, but I'm I don't really view it to the same like I guess hilarious extent that many do. But I think it's a really well well made and smart movie. And then finally, Dave, Mulholland Drive. My brain hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a little. It's been a while since I've like watched a new. David Lynch movie. I watched Blue Velvet a, a little more than a year ago, I think, at this point. Uh, but this one I'd just been putting off. I'd started it a few years back. But, you know, after that opening, like, TV <laughs> sequence or whatever, I was just like, you know, tonight's not the night. Like, we're going to give it a fair shake on a different night. And so yesterday afternoon I watched it, and, man, that movie just screwed with me. Uh, I like, like I said, Dave, I appreciate your gratuitous sizing up of my brain to think that I could go five stars on one watch and fully comprehend everything. I mean, we, we already got JFK this year. We're playing with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that point. is true. That's true. That's why we're, we're just we're, we're putting all the chips in right now. I'll concede you the four and a half stars, five, I definitely think is very feasible, uh, especially after I pick up the Criterion Blu-ray, which has just become like my number one priority now in terms of physical media purchases, because... I watched it. It was pretty good, but I was just like, man, like the 4K, like it's gonna. I'm pretty sure that's gonna look awesome. And yeah, like like we were saying, I'm. It was honestly just amazing to hear that it only got director because I was just like, it should have gotten like nothing at that point. Because <laughs> like I'm amazed, like they, I'm kind of amazed they went for it, and the fact that they like went for it in a category as big as that, I'm like, could it have gone like a sound design or a score i suppose but yeah and i mean the way the oscars now like star fuck anything that wins at can i mean he won director at can so <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah uh but yeah no, just if uh, he would just make another movie you know he could do it there you go. i know i know i mean we, we're getting megalopolis this year so maybe maybe, maybe. next year maybe yeah. next year yeah. We get a we get we get the Dougie spinoff movie that finally gets him as best director. There you go. <laughs> there I, you go. Does he have an honorary? No, right? Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, okay. He does. Yeah, that's what the honorary Oscars made for. Yeah, <laughs> him, him, and like Terrence Malick, and I would have said Wes Anderson at some point too. In the, in the, you know, just we, we directors that are just like just just not 
you know, they just don't make mainstream enough movies to win competitive ones. But uh, but deserve them. And then yeah, shout out to my beloved Ann Miller. And then <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus pops up in the movie, which was also pretty funny. So I'm really excited to go back to Mulholland and drive in the future. And then I also rewatched the Twin Peaks pilot because of it and I will probably be getting back into the show because yeah. it's been about a year and about that. Time. And then next year we have the anniversary, so mm. Oh yeah, good point. Um I, I, I mentioned in the chat I I George Bailey and Dale Cooper, like the dynamic oh, duo. Like peak hum- that's like peak humanity. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like peak good people. So I didn't I didn't mention this, but I think I can mention some stuff. I saw Doom Part Two. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. I can't under embargo till Wednesday. I think Oppenheimer should be very happy. This movie moved to 2024. I, I, it has, it's in the winning conversation for next year. I think the part two in the title is the thing that's kind of like bugging me because I don't think there's been a part two, like literally in the title since the Godfather to win best picture because lord of the rings is return of the king and you know whatever but like yeah the idea i mean mean, at least with dune there's the familiarity i guess with like the first one getting in so maybe that won't be like a big like detractor i suppose but like i think oppenheimer is a better movie but i think that it's would have stiff competition with doom part two uh direct director could be i mean i don't know he didn't get in the last time so who knows yeah yeah um this is a much grander achievement for denis i think i think this is what he does here especially action wise i think it's one of the most impressive things i've seen in a sci-fi movie in a long time i think uh timothy chalamet is i I don't know how sci-fi i would have to do research and i guess unless you guys know i don't know how sci-fi performances do in acting like nomination wise but i think he deserves a nomination for this i mean has this just been since sigourney weaver alleganis alleganis and star wars and uh, then sigourney right because she got it for aliens yeah there's probably been someone now and then yeah so just not think i mean mean, oh wait uh ian mckellen got in for lord of the rings uh, lord of the rings yeah yeah so So, yeah i mean i mean there's there's a lot of it's a it's a 10 nomination movie when we get to it obviously we'll touch talk more in detail when with hunter season upon embargo lift and then when you see it but uh i think people will be very 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 happy Uh, i guess speaking of oppenheimer the baftas are going on in a couple hours Oh, okay. So let's see how wrong we are. Right, we are. So picture yeah. Oppenheimer, right? Yeah. Direct yeah. director Christopher Nolan, right? Yep. Actress Emma Stone. I know there's some I, Sandra Huller discussions here too. Yeah, but. I I just went Emma Stone because I said I just flipped a coin basically. That's really all I did um, in my head. Actor Killian. Yeah. That's- it feels feels wrong because last year everyone was like, "Oh, it's Colin Farrell," it's and then it didn't. So I was like, "Well, everyone's I mean, on the same one again this year." I'm like, oh, "If Giamatti wins this, it's over." Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's also I, yeah. Supporting actor Downey, right? Downey. Yeah. Supporting. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen. But last year, Key didn't win supporting but like in supporting actress if they love oppenheimer could you see a random emily blunt win here yeah, not for divine i guess 
that's the only like upset type of thing, but I don't think it's yeah, it happening. could, but I can't predict that to happen. No, yeah. screen yeah. screenplay, I think a night of evil fall in original. Yeah. Adapted. This is I, like the conversation. Have you have port. Yeah. I have Oppenheimer. Yeah. See, it, it could be either. Yeah. Uh, score Oppenheimer, right? Yeah. Cinematography Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Sound Oppenheimer. Sound Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Animated film. We didn't talk about this, but Spider-Man destroyed the Annies. They swept the Annies yesterday. So uh, I'm thinking Spider-Verse here as well. Yeah, I have Spider-Verse. Anything. International Anatomy of a Fall, right? Yes. British film Poor Things? Yeah. Did I miss anything? I rest. No, I have no idea. Special effects, I guess. You know, visual effects. Oh, uh, doesn't. I guess Napoleon. Napoleon. I have the creator. Yeah, so I, either I, or. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I guess we'll find casting. Out Best casting. You know, this is this oh, is. Yeah. We, we have to we have to pay attention notes. to this now. <laughs> we have to be watching now. Did Barbie get in this? No. Wait, they didn't. Okay, that yeah, they didn't like Barbie. Really, they didn't like it right? at all. Yeah. Uh, so poor things, I guess. I think it was that. I'm trying to look at. It, it was not. It's Oppenheimer. I don't even think was in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember oh, wow. Oppie being snubbed here. It was. Now I, I, I'm just gonna look at what Wikipedia. Who was nominated? Because I have all the strangers winning. Because I was like, sure, why not? Is <laughs> all of the strangers Anatomy of Fall, The Holdovers, How to Have Sex, and Killers of the Flower Moon? Yeah, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon feels like the winner here, but they didn't yeah. like it too much. But uh, so uh, all of the strangers maybe it. And I yeah. and then and next week. Go ahead. I mean, last year we had Elvis. The year before we had West Side Story. Twenty twenty had Rocks, and twenty nineteen had Joker. So it's just like, I don't know what 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 what's the theme here? I don't know. No, there isn't, and I think that hasn't been around for a long time either. So because like Elvis went over everything everywhere all at once, and Triangle Sadness and All Quiet on the Western Front, like three movies that did very well. Yeah, that's like what what's what's the cast in Elvis besides Austin Butler and Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. Tom like Hanks. that's the, that's your that's really there's no other cast. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm my yearly subscription of BritBox. It will be uh, taken up after this podcast, so I can watch the Baptist live at two o'clock. My yearly, my yearly subscription to RedditStreams.com is going to be going on. That's great. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so we should should be a not that unpredictable night. I'm yeah. assuming. I've actually uh, I've never watched the Baptist either, so I'm actually I'm actually curious how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun Sunday when there's no football and it takes a four hours, so you kind of get a I'll nice. Just little... the side. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Oh, you're not paying full attention. At... Yeah, I'm not gonna be staring intently at it. I'm just gonna have it on. And then SAG is next Sunday, so we can make that fun yeah. prediction next week. Uh, yeah. There you all right. Go. Awesome. So moving on to why we are here. We are here for the 65th anniversary of some like. Yep, 1959. Yeah, yeah 65th yeah. anniversary of Some Like It Hot, uh, from directed by one of my favorite directors in my top five, Billy Wilder. As always, we'll get we'll get started with our first viewing experience, Mister Renault. I'll start off with you. What is the first time, or when was the first time you saw Some Like It Hot? Well, I first heard about this movie uh, as a preteen through. The storied epic rap battles of history. Marilyn Monroe was one of the <laughs> rappers at one point, and there was a lyric that referenced the movie, but I didn't see it until junior year of high school. Uh, and by this time, I was neck deep into uh, classic movies, but 
it was King Kong, Casablanca, and this that really got me going into black and white movies. Uh, and I was pretty much on my side for most of this movie. I was just laughing my ass off. Uh, and I was still taken aback just by how smart it was. Uh, and yet they have the uh, the mobsters there to level out the stakes and still have the movie like exciting and tense. And pretty much since then, it's practically retained a spot in my top 25 the entire time. Uh, and it maintains a slight edge over Sunset Boulevard. Uh, it's only a mere five spots higher than it on my all-time favorites list. Uh, so it remains my favorite Billy Wilder movie, but the competition is fierce. And this is just one of my favorite movies ever made. And Hunter. I don't know if this is the third consecutive film or like through in a while where I said the first time I watched this was at film club and at Northern Iowa. Actually, <laughs> it, it, We just been coincidentally hitting all the past ones I've seen that I need to rewatch. Cause I think I, I looked it up spring of 2019. I watched this. I think it was our Valentine's day movie. I, I wasn't the one who picked it, but I mean, I'm not complaining at all. So I think we had seen sunset Boulevard in 2018. Someone showed it. And then this is, so this is the second Billy Wilder I've seen and I've seen The Apartment, and that's the only three I've seen, I think. It's on my to-do list this year once I'm done with these Best Picture uh, winners. Because I can't waste time on Best Picture nominees right now. I have to be watching only winners, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, you can get some crossed off there. You get Double Indemnity and a bunch of other ones that are nominated. So I know. Eventually, eventually. Because <laughs> I think I have like seven or eight Billy Wilder films. I'm like, I have to watch these or rewatch them because I don't think I've seen Sunset Boulevard since 2018. I can't remember a single thing really about it. I got to say, I mean, not related to this movie, but I remember watching the, my first introduction of Fred McMurray was on an episode of I Love Lucy, the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. And he was such a nice lad in that. that to think that Billy Wilder is like, this guy's a, just an asshole. So we're going to Cast him in as a like prick and double indemnity and the apartment. That's, just like what? What did what did he know? What did he what, know? Isn't isn't he like some sitcom lead or something? Wasn't he? Uh, I don't know about the sitcom. Maybe I just remember seeing him on on with uh, Lucille Ball, and I'm just like, oh, he's he was it was a comedic performance. Oh. So I was just like, okay, cool. Um, for me, it was uh 2019, 2018. It was uh. TCM's uh, big screen, big screen classic. So I saw this in theaters. The first time I saw it was in theaters, and similar to you, Jack, I was on the floor like the entire movie. I actually, my first introduction to this movie was at the Museum of Moving Image in New York City because they, we, we, uh, Hunter and I joked about ADR, but they mm-hmm. they have an ADR booth at that museum that you could do uh, voiceover specific old Hollywood movies, and one of them is. Some like it hot, so that's actually my first introduction to it. But the movie itself uh, was around that era for TCM big screen classics, and I loved it. And it continues to. I mean, I, I think it gets funnier every time I watch it. Like it's so 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 good. It's uh, in terms of the production. Yeah, my we'll three have... sons. That's the one Fred McMurray was the lead of. Yes, yes, years, yes, yes. Twelve seasons, three hundred eighty episodes. They were he was the lead of the show. Man, I wish From I Love Lucy got 12 seasons. 1960 to 1972, so after all his Billy Wilder films. That's, that's curious. That's, it's just so interesting, like, what type of people he plays in these Billy Wilder movies. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, speaking of that, so Wilder wrote the script for the film with writer I.A.L. Diamond. The plot was based on a screenplay by Robert Theron and Michael Logan for the 1935 French film Fanfare of Love. 
The original script for Fanfare of Love was untraceable, so Walter Mersch found the copy of the 51 German remake, Fanfares of Love. He bought the rights to that script, and Wilder worked with this to produce a new story for the film. Both films follow the story of two musicians in search of work, but Wilder created the gangster subplot and keeps the musicians on the run. The gangster subplot, phenomenal. Like, just... so, wait, so this this was a French movie that got translated to German, then 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 got translated to American yes, sir. English. But then the French movie is totally gone, lost in time. So, okay. The studio hired female impersonator Barbette to coach uh, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis on gender illusion for the film. Uh, Marilyn Monroe worked for 10% of the gross in excess of $4 million. Curtis for 5% of the gross for over $2 million, And Wilder for 17.5% of the first million and break even at 20% thereafter. I think he made... I think he made they all made good calls. Yep. So, so yeah, they all went for the box office on it. So Wilder cast Curtis after seeing him in the movie, which I've never seen. Houdini? Have you ever seen that? Just like a biopic on Harry Houdini, basically? Probably, yeah. Well, now I'm going to look it up now. I've already looked up all this stuff. So Wilder's first idea for the role of Jerry was Academy oh, Award okay. winner. I think yeah, by it's this... Just, it's... Go ahead. It's just a regular biopic of Harry Houdini, but starring Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. So, hey, hey, hey. I wonder what happened from that relationship. Yeah, it, it, that does. This movie has just okay ratings, no uh, Oscar nominations or nothing. So, so but, yeah. do you know Jack who the first idea was for Jerry? I don't know about if it was like the first, but there's one name that I know that they like considered. Who who do you have? So what I have for the the first idea was Academy Award winner at this time, Francis Albert Sinatra. Yes, yes, I did know about that. Don't hate it. Do not hate it. But no, I know. But (laughs) wait a minute. Yeah. Do not hate it. But I will say, after seeing like other comedic performances by Sinatra, I don't think it. I don't think it would have completely worked. Would, would Sinatra have been okay dressing up in women's clothing? He wasn't the most well, that is true super too. Wait, what was tolerant person was ever. It like, was it like he was considered or like they approached him for it? They yeah. approached him to audition, but he didn't show up to the audition. Okay. So that, that yeah. that's what happened there. <laughs> I, say, I don't think like, he wasn't the most tolerant of people of all times. So I don't know if he would have liked that. But I guess pairing with Marilyn Monroe kind of lets you bend your beliefs a little Seriously. bit, I guess. So Jerry Lewis and Danny Kaye were also considered for the role of Jerry. That's uh, a pretty decent. That's, I, yeah, I those are good ones. Like Finally, Wilder saw Lemon in the comedy Operation Madball and selected him for the role. Sure. Was this the first one Lemon it and was, Wilder did together? Yeah, okay, I was, was. I was trying to pinpoint that one. So he did, um, I think they ended up with four altogether. It was Some Like a Hot, The Apartment, the Irma La Douche and the front page with him and Walter Matthau. I think that's all. Yeah, of them. I'm pretty sure. That's uh, a trivia question. Write that down, that is, Jack. That is a, that is a good question. Uh, Wilder did not expect Marilyn Monroe to take the part of Sugar. Uh, Mitzi Gaynor was who he had in mind. Wilder said the word came that Marilyn wanted the part, and then we had to have Marilyn. Wilder and Monroe had made the film The Seven Year Itch in 1955. Another movie I really like. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but that, it's one that I really like. Um, the movie was shot in black and white. Do you know why, Jack? I'm gonna or Hunter. Yeah, so basically Lemon and, oh, yeah. Lemon and Curtis in full drag 
uh, looked unacceptably grotesque, according to Wilder. <laughs> well, the, I, I, you know, student looked this up on IMDb. All the pictures of the movie, like the behind the scenes, are in color, and I'm like, oh, it does not look as funny <laughs> when, the, you, when you put them in color. <laughs> the interesting thing about this movie, we talked about it a little bit last week with the Hayes Code, is that the movie was produced without the approval uh, of the Hayes Code because it features cross-dressing. The code had gradually been weakening throughout the era. And the overwhelming success of Some Like It Hot has been considered one of the main reasons that the Hayes Code was retired, which is even more reason that this movie. Uh, um, The Fortune Cookie, that's another one they did together. Oh, I've not seen I've not seen that one. No. okay. I just saw there's five. Yeah, you had the other four, though. Uh, In terms of Maestro's Corner, the music was done by Adolf Dutch. Yeah, Deutsch. Yeah. Uh, so, with regard to the sound design, there is a strong musical element, and the soundtrack created by Adolf Deutsch, it has an authentic 1920s jazz feel using sharp, brassy strings. You're you're usually our music guru here, Jack. What are your thoughts? Man, we need more jazz scores. Uh, it's so good. I love the sampling of the various songs in the movie. Running Wild is probably the most significant of them. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's another benefit of the uh, prohibition uh, timestamp of the movie is that you get that kind of club jazz vibe to it. And yeah, I, this movie I think was also kind of indirectly helpful in my appreciation of jazz music. Uh, and it was around this time that I was actually listening to or beginning to listen to a lot of jazz music. So nice. This definitely helped it. Did one of us try to? force this into our musical draft at all or anything i thought no but no. i was thinking about it and after okay. the fact i was like you know i would have thought like, that I, I, no I, way i could remember if someone actually tried it or we were joking about it after we stopped recording that some of us was going to think about it i couldn't remember either or no way no, no way, it doesn't Jack. count i was that's why yeah, i was no, trying to no. i was trying to remember i was like did somebody try it or maybe I, it was because they I knew they wasn't going to work. I would entertain the idea, but shut it down. Yeah, it's it's not a musical. The, the it's movie, a good, it's a good, it's a great music some movie. Great, some great yes. movie musical scenes. Yeah, but no, it's not. No. The movie was released on March 29, nineteen fifty nine. Budget was two point nine million dollars, and it grossed forty nine million in that era. So I would say that's easily. Oh, I would say one hundred fifty today. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, you know, pull up the phone again. Nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, yeah, forty nine. Yeah, basically. God. So yeah, they made a lot of money on that one. Yeah, I'm curious what would it be today. It has to be over a hundred and fifty million dollars. What's nineteen fifty nine? We'll just say one or what do you say, forty nine million dollars? Forty nine million is what I have on my end. One, uh ah, so uh okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. It made over half a billion dollars then (laughs) wait is that accurate like 500 million dollars over really could could a movie make that much money yeah it could have like comedies like look at the 90s and the 80s with comedies they were making was it in the top 10 of the year let's i haven't done this in a while but that's a good question let me bring that up real quick while you guys vamp uh top 10 box office here we go Right. Uh, province Broadway is also there's also a Broadway show of it so I looked up something like it off box office half it's Broadway have you, stuff. Have you seen the Broadway show Dave I think you mentioned it uh, yes I have I I was curious because this, this would not have a, a lot of some of the stuff does not age well but um, sure. 
they do a really good job of adapting it. I actually really like the musical. I thought it was really good. The fact they got the most Tony nominations, like after I saw yeah. it, it didn't shock me. It was actually a really so. I think the, uh, I forgot what what character, uh, it was, but one of the leads, one, uh, actor. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I, I I took note of that. I actually had to say what saves the best. It was. Uh, where did it go? Oh yeah, uh, Jay Harrison Gee finishing what Jack Lemmon started with their Tony win because yes. they won for Daphne and as we're about to talk about Jack Lemmon, unfortunately. So I don't know if this is accurate because this does not have the total here. It just mm-hmm. has like a small gross of eight million dollars. So I don't think this is accurate. But the top ten movies actually do feel right. So number one was Ben Hur. Yeah. Yeah. Number, show gross oh, yeah, well. close. number two was the Shaggy Dog, starring, <laughs> starring Fred McMurray. Hey, there he is. There he is. <laughs> Fred. Hey, Fred and Billy were just on top of the world. Together. Number number three, starring Tony Curtis and uh, and Cary Grant, Operation Petticoat. Okay, yeah, that was the one I, we were looking at the screenplay, Oscar. That was the only one I hadn't heard of. But I was like, man, oh. it's a good movie. Then Some Like It Hot. Okay, yeah. Pillow Talk. Imitation of Life, starring is, Lana Turner is that the... and John Gavin. Oh, okay. Douglas Sirk. The... Douglas Sirk. Oh, what's what's the one with the Van Gogh movie then? What's that one called? Oh, oh yeah, of course this movie made money. It's Elizabeth Taylor. Suddenly last summer was sure. number seven. Rio Bravo's The Nun Story. I... Oh, Rio Bravo and The Nun Story, or that one movie. And both of them, they made the exact okay. same amount. You said it, you said it, you said it so quickly. Yeah. I was like, is that one movie? <laughs> My favorite director, Rio Bravo. Yeah. Rio Bravo is the nun story. And then number nine and ten are North by Northwest. Uh-huh. And then oh, Anat- number nine. Yeah. Really? And then wow. Anatomy of a Murder, which is such right. an uh, underrated Jimmy Stewart. So besides Shaggy Dog, that's like an all-timer top yeah, ten, right? I there. agree. I mean, not nothing against Shaggy Dog. I've just never heard of it. But like, I did look it up. This is the seventh highest grossing movie ever in Soviet Russia. <laughs> some like it hot or some like it hot. Oh. Some like it hot. Now I don't know how that do happens. Have, do, you, do you have the rest of the numbers? Or like um, what was like six to Sorry, it's seventh highest grossing like foreign film. I, I see, I see. Actually, so Spartacus is the highest grossing American film to ever be in Soviet Russia, which, you know, uh, kind of timely for them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other ones, four of the other ones are Indian movies that, that no idea. And then one's called Yesenia, which is Mexico, which again, never. Some like it hot but, broke through. So as, yeah, some like it hot broke through in Soviet Russia at the height of the Cold War. How did that work? Who knows? <laughs> Going to the trophy room now. The movie has a sublime ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and at the Academy Awards, it was nominated for director, actor, screenplay, art direction, cinematography. It won zero Oscars. No, no, it won costumes. It won costumes. It did. Oh yes, it did. It did. Yeah. So it won costumes. Didn't get nominated for picture, correct? That is the big L. I. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, North by Northwest missed out too. What's the lineup? Ben Hur and what else? Um, that would be Anatomy of a Fall. Ben Hur. Uh, no, <laughs> not Anatomy of a Fall. It could Anatomy be if you of a want to be. 
inspired poster, if I'm correct. Yes, it uh, is. The Diary yes, it of is. Anne Frank, The Nun Story, and Room at the Top. Man, okay. that's an all timer if we have. Maybe just take out, we, I guess, could, room if, at the if top. They had 10, if they had 10, this could be, like, the perfect lineup. Because, like, I think there's about, like, four movies or so that are, like, not there. Or Let's see. Yeah, you get Pillow Talk in there. You get North by Northwest also. Think the oh, Shaggy yeah, Dog right. gets in? Yeah, the Shaggy, the shaggy <laughs> Dog. Well, that, that, that uh, Douglas Cirque imitation life, that can get in. Yeah, so, probably. Mm-hmm. So you can have a Hitchcock, Wilder, William Wilder, you can have Ben Hur, you can have you can have everybody just Yeah. Does Ben Hur still win with like all these other movies? It was just like oh, a yeah. no brainer. Yeah. No yeah. brainer that does, year. Does the other ten you know, the other ten wins I have might give me a hint that it's That is good. true. That is true. <laughs> all right. So yeah, yeah. Forty nine million dollars today is over half a bill five hundred and nineteen million dollars. Or Forty nine million then is five hundred million dollars now. What uh you said you had some something here, Jack. Yes. Uh well I'll I'll go on and go on to this too, because it kinda loops back. Uh so the AFI obviously foamed at the mouth for this. Ah uh, yes, uh, yes. It was fourteen on their initial list of the one hundred best American movies of all time. It has since dropped to twenty two uh in two thousand eight. There's have another list, I think it still probably hangs pretty no, decent. It- the I number... think it'd be in the top 30s, 40s, maybe. It'd probably be one of the victims of dropping down of other movies moving up, but I think it's still... It'd, it'd definitely yeah. be in there. Uh, their number one comedy of all time, mm-hmm. which I can certainly wow. attest to. I think that's a valid placement. And then the number 48 best movie quote of all time, with nobody's perfect, perfect. which was furthermore ranked on the Guardian's list on as the 10th best movie moment of all time out of any movie ever. Would you like to know what the top, the rest of that list yes, looks please. like? Yes, please. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, it's not much of a moment in terms of it's just one line. It's a oh, good yeah. line, but it's not a moment in cinema. I was going to say, some of these are like full-on scenes. That's what, like, when like... I, yeah, when, when I hear moment, I think of usually maybe a minute or two. Well, I guess the whole exchange between Jack Lemmon and uh, the, the guy is something. All right, sorry, sorry. Number one is the only one that I'm like, okay, what? Uh, number nine is uh, fighting the Statue of Liberty from Planet of the Apes. Sure. That's yeah, iconic. Number eight, Rick and Ilsa at the airport, Casablanca. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Number seven, the Cooler King escapes on his motorbike, the Great Escape. Iconic shot. I, I would move that down a little bit. I think, I think that's like a moment, definitely like that. Him I, on I the bike. I haven't uh, seen it yet, so I can't say. But I know of that moment, so I guess that speaks for something. Number six, Blade Runner, Roy Batty's Speech in the Rain. I love that inclusion being so high. Number that, five, that, that's that's really high though. I think that's. I, I do think that's pretty. That's pretty high. It's, it's a good. It's an iconic moment though. I'm happy it's there, but I I could hear arguments about it getting pushed lower. Number five. The Ride of the Valkyries attack Apocalypse Now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that should be up there. No Godfather moment so far. Number four. Wow. Which one would you pick though? That's the problem. If That's we're doing Godfather one, I, pro- probably the baptism, like some part of the baptism. That would be mine, but also I can name like seven others. Though. Yeah, that is In true. Between the first two movies, so I'm like, which one do I pick? I'm like, I don't know. Number four, the Bone to Spaceship Cut, two thousand and one. Okay. That. Yeah, yeah. agreed. That's iconic. I mean, it was in fucking Barbie, so like, yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> iconic. This one is pretty fascinating. I, I, I'm happy it was recognized high, but three is interesting. 
Harry Lime appears in the third man. It's number three. Uh, See, I haven't, I haven't seen in a few years now, or no, more than a few, like ten years. So I, I don't remember. It, it, that's, that's it, pretty it's high. A, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good scene. I'll turn on. Yeah. Uh, number two, shower scene. Oh yeah. Psycho. Psycho. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, that would one. probably be. What is number, number one? That, I think that would have probably been my number one, to be honest with you. Just I'm some shock value. I don't think you're going to guess it. I'm just going to guess it's Wizard of Oz or something in Star Wars. It All better right. be. Cause... My, here's my, I, I want a little help. What's the year? Or right, Will that give it away? The, will that give it away? What's the decade? Give us the 90s. decade. 90s. Jurassic Park something? I think it's Jurassic Park when he first sees a dinosaur, yeah. It's the so. ending to the usual suspect. Oh fuck! Off. Oh, <laughs> fuck shut you. the fuck up! Yeah, that ain't it. Again, Sorry. naughty. <laughs> like I put that like, what, what is this like top one hundred, top whatever? Yeah, top one hundred. Yeah. Yeah, put it in like the seventies. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, all right, I'm. Uh, I, you might not have it in front of you. I'm gonna ask it for you. Where's King Kong in this? King yeah, Kong skills Empire State Building. That's gotta be up there. Exactly. What almost like. like Singing in the rain was number eleven, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" <sighs> and like the, the the trio and uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think that could have been. Oh my! I think warranted in the top ten. But... I... When was when was this published? <laughs> That's the funny part. It was published in 2000, so there's definitely some. Oh, oh, bias oh, with the, okay. With the okay. usual suspect. I think I was the only usual... gonna ask. I was like, if, if it was like 2016, I was like, well, that's before Kevin Spacey, so now they definitely wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And this, I think, this was an era where Kevin Spacey on top of the fucking world. Oh, so. yeah. And Oops. I do think the usual suspects, Kevin Spacey aside, I think he's good in the movie or whatever, but um, I think it's kind of overrated. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. It's, fine. it's a fine, yeah, good I, I movie. I don't have, like, I do not have a strong, like, long-lasting recollection mm-hmm. of that movie. It's it's kind of like how, like, the standard, I guess, like, action movies. I watch it, I'm like, oh, it's a really good movie. But and then after, not... like, a month, I'm like, all right. And I like when my twist, when you watch it, you pick up on context clues in the movie. Yeah. I don't think this does that very well. This feels very much like you just, just like we're throwing a twist to throw a twist. But uh, but yes, I I don't agree with number one. I I think it's a sh- would it be the shower scene? It should be. Yeah, I, think I, it is. I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking how how I, they I wanted your to. Father ex- was the one. Yeah. Like, I I was surprised that wasn't in the top ten. It was. Uh, I was like. I guess the, the I was like the Death Star scene from yeah. New Hope or Star Wars. But I'm like, how long do you want to extend that? Because that's like a 20 minute yeah. set piece. So and I, God, like, I mean, Godfather, like I would honestly just in terms of like the sheer like iconic kind of thing that they're going for. Yeah. I think just the office scene at the beginning or just the make monopoly yeah. can't refuse. Quote. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that or I would have gone like the whole parade and godfather part two is oh it's so good but, michael and fredo at in cuba's by know, the way I, I, um we, we can't talk about this we have we have we have so much yeah. time we, we have next month um by the way uh, bob marley made 51 million dollars this week yeah, i mean i i, I get it why it's not a terror i'm not terrible i'm being mean it's actually not a bad movie it's just boring as fuck um all right moving on to uh Yep, that's and you covered all the A fives. Did you? Yep, and then 1989, it was put into uh, the it, NFR. It the first class of to do or the first class. Good. So that, that's how you know. Thirty year anniversary too for it. So they, they were they were on top of it. All right, Jack. And, uh, you have anything else? Oh, uh, Writers Guild. 
voted it the ninth best screenplay of all time. What and Sunset Boulevard is number, number seven. So. God damn it, man! Well, <laughs> well, that's number. Well, se- I mean, number seven and number nine. Well, I think he's. I he's take the that. Only one with yeah. two there. I think right, Casablanca is number one. If sim- okay, sim- that's, similar, that's, yeah. oh, you don't have that list, right? I'm pretty sure Casablanca. Hold on, one. I got you. Uh, I got you. Okay. I um, that is impressive though that he has. Two. All right, Jack. So you said it's number nine all time on WGA's list. I put together. I found the list here. So number ten. While well, you guys guess, so number ten is from the seventies, and I'll give you even a more hint. It's from the early seventies. So in the first four years of the decade, Chinatown's not that low, is it? It's not Chinatown. Okay, I was, okay, so I know I was that like, yeah. higher, but I'm... so is that the Godfather's one of them? Wait, is it the French Connection? No, it's not. You said one of the Godfather's, Hunter. I'm gonna say I do, part I, one. I, I it, think it's part two. It's part two. Godfather two. Ah, okay, so I don't think that means part one's up there. I would reverse it, but it's it still yeah. deserves to be on here. Number nine, you sound like a hot. Number eight, I, I like this movie a lot. Uh, not sure if I would go there. But uh, another '70s movie, just to add to the greatest decade ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Network. Yeah, Annie yes. Hall. Oh, no, okay. it's Network. Okay. Uh, seven. You mentioned it was Sunset Boulevard. Number five. A uh, number six, six is another '70s movie. Jesus Christ! Is this The Godfather? No, it is not. <laughs> is oh. it Annie Hall? It like, is Annie like Hall. Jack. Okay, so okay. Yeah. Jack, Jack guessed that earlier. So I was just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal. Basically. And then number five is from the '50s. Um, I'll give I'll I'll make this the easiest hint. I think it's the wrong best picture winner of night of that fifties oh, year. Oh, all about Eve. Whatever. Yeah, it's all about Eve. Yeah, all about Eve. Eve is one of the best movies ever made, and so is Sunset Boulevard. Sunset they can both Boulevard be. They can both have fun. Number <laughs> number four is easy. It's uh, there was a movie made about this in two thousand twenty. About the success. Oh, um, screen. Citizen, Citizen Kane. Yeah. yeah, and then top three are like. No brainers. Another seventies movie in the number three. Yep. yep. Another seventies movie in number two. Godfather. Casablanca. Casablanca one. one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. This is like a phenomenal list. Yeah. yeah. Where is ne- <laughs> when, when, for, yeah? When was this published? Does, uh, does it say ever anywhere? I presume you're the top of the. Wait. Oh, it was all time. So that, I think they have like Eternal Sunshine in there. It. So. I don't. Uh, this was two thousand six. Okay. So it's been a while. Okay, so so like so, Eternal Sunshine was in there. That's you know right after yeah. it came out. I'm trying to think of anything. What would get in lately? Then? They did release they, they a. Did, they did a one for like the twenty the twenty first oh. century. I think Get Out was number one. I mean, while we're that's, here, that's... while we're here, I'll read you those. So Mementos ten, Almost Famous nine, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards eight, There Will Be Blood seven, Moonlight six, No Country for Old Men five, Parasite four, Social Network three. Eternal Sunshine two and Get Out one. Okay, yeah. I was, I was trying to like Social Network Get Out. I would definitely would. I I think that would crack the one hundred all time. Maybe like yeah. the like fifty, sixty, seventy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. higher. Maybe a little higher. But, but uh, to do twenty five to ten real quick, I'm not gonna let you guys guess on this one. So twenty five was The Wizard of Oz. Twenty four was Eternal Sunshine. Play. Yes. I guess it's got some. It's got yeah. some lines. I just you don't think about yeah. that. You know. 24 is Eternal Sunshine. Oh, wow. Dang, it was really high. 20, 23 is Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. 22 is Shawshank Redemption. 21 yeah. is North by Northwest. 20, there it is. Yep. It's a Wonderful Life. 
19 to kill a mockingbird. Uh, hey, eight, a good, that's a good movie. Pretty, that's pretty, a good, movie. pretty good lines. Pretty yeah, good that's script. a great movie. 18 on the waterfront. No problem yeah. there. Yeah. 17. Yeah. I kind of like that this movie's on here. Tootsie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, that, that's, that's a good script. I mean, hey, speaking of something like it hot. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, perfect. <laughs> uh, seven, 16, Pulp Fiction. 15, yeah. The yeah. Apartment. Another Billy Wilder movie in here. God damn. She has three in the top 15. God damn, man. Two, uh, 14, Lawrence of Arabia. Duh. Nice. Uh, 13, The Graduate. 12. Nice. Doctor Strangelove. I don't agree with twelve and eleven, uh, and then eleven is Butch Cassidy. Okay, yeah, I'm, I think Butch Cassidy could be like top twenty-five because it was a really good screenplay, William Goldman. But eleven is a little high. Yeah, I, I concur on that. But uh, let's get let's move on with some like it hot. Jack, what's age the best for you? Uh. So the prohibition reveal is one of my favorite like oh like moments because like the openings like when you first watch the movie, the opening is kind of just like what's going on like they're chasing and then you realize mm-hmm. like the the booze in the casket and then it shows the time card and I'm like I see. Speaking of that whole opening sequence, the I want another cup of coffee guy is excellent with his singular line pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Billy Wilder casting polls, uh, the George Raft as mobster feels akin to the Gloria Swanson, Norma Desmond casting. So mm. I've always been a fan of his kind of just like decisions when it comes to that kind of thing. The band named Sweet Sue and her society syncopators. Syncopators. It, man. That Dodgers joke about, like, suppose the Dodgers leave Brooklyn, that was a year old when that <laughs> happened. Because I looked, like, they, I rewatched and I was like, that had to have been, like, either, like, just... at the time. And I was like, yeah, like, barely a year when that had happened. Let me, let me, yeah. let me just add to that. There is, I, it, it sucks that they moved. But the fact that New York had three baseball teams at the same time is <laughs> hey. like, all right, it's a you bit all, much. You, already, you all have two for everything. You all have only three. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tony Curtis doing Cary Grant, I think is awesome. Uh, and, and that goes into just the shell oil that could have been, I, I like there are jokes in like old comedy movies that are like, like there's a joke in duck soup that like references like Woolworths, for example. So like, there'll be like jokes that like will reference like a defunct company or something. So I'm glad that shell oil still is like relevant enough for that joke to continue to be hilarious. Uh, and then lastly, and this is probably like the peak comedy in the movie for me, just the intercutting of sugar and Daphne's dates, I think mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. delightful, especially with, uh, Jack lemon. And, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, and Osgood just getting it on with the, uh, dances that they're doing and then of course him back at the apartment with the maracas is just <laughs> should it should, should have beaten charlton heston for all i'm concerned <laughs> and hunter what do you got here i just kept mine short because i was i figured we're going to talk about all of it pretty much and it, it, it's it's like um it's one of those where, you know it's like the godfather moments well you, you, know, like, you can't talk about one because you gotta talk about all of them but 
I said the age of us, the blending of the crime and the comedy, where you see all the mob men get whacked in the parking garage, and then within, like, two minutes, they're walking on the train runway as women. So it's it's a funny thing to see how they could blend that those two so well together on that one. And then one of my favorite lines was, why would a guy want to marry a guy? You just... You just you just think of all the people in the audience going, oh, <laughs> and, and now it's now now you can you can now it's a whole lot different watching it now in twenty well I watched it in twenty nineteen but in the back then. All right, for me, uh, so kind of what you said about the opening, I kind of like the mob style, like old school James Cagney car chase mm-hmm. opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the idea of blending, because this is essentially a crime film and a comedy at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the kind of the blending of the comedy, screw, the, the screwball comedy and crime. So there's a whole subplot about the crime. Like there's a you, there's a whole you know twenty minute movie you could make out of that. Stuff. Seriously. So I think with going on that, I think this movie's one of the best paced two hour movies I've ever seen. Specifically because for me, comedy should not be over a hundred minutes for them to be really really good. And this is over two hours, and it's a brisk pace uh the inclusion of the saint valentine's day massacre as a yep, mob historian yeah. i was really like i'm like oh that's a very like nice little touch and and i watched it on valentine's day and i didn't even like <laughs> put two and two together and i was like oh yeah like it's not just like a good like romance movie the massacre <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and literally every goddamn scene in this movie i and, and, and I, I, I i we didn't mention it but she was robbed of a nomination, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal I, I think she, in this, man. I, I, she's so good. It's so probably I, my favorite performance of hers. I, I know, Dave, that nobody ever wants to hear the name of this movie again. But after watching Blonde, there is a little bit of something you see in this movie more. What do you mean? Uh, Blonde, the, you know, the Ana de Armas movie. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, there's scenes of Some Like It Hot in Oh, yes, movie. yes, yes. And very, the, the very well done. Some Like It Hot. Very yeah. well done in that. That's why I'm saying, like, after watching Blonde and then you watch this, it's like, hey, there's they they recreated this movie pretty damn well in that movie. Do you and... think you ever? I mean, I like we're the only blonde defenders, I think, around here. Did will you ever? Uh, don't re- say it too. Yeah, don't I won't say, say that, that too loud. <laughs> will you ever watch that movie again? I have rewatched it actually. Oh, you already. have. Oh, I. This is a endlessly fascinating movie for me but again i didn't tell i this is the first i've ever told people that i've watched that movie more than once <laughs> i've been wanting to but uh i know one wants to watch it with me and i don't want to, I don't really want to watch it by myself uh, uh, no, i i i think it's a great movie and i, I think so I, too i really enjoy it i really I, enjoy I it. really no i guess i enjoy it is not the right word to say but i really did like it i i kind of hope this gets a physical media release but that's another conversation uh, uh yeah and what's age the best? Marrying someone for financial security, because she's like all in as, she, as soon as she finds out this guy's like, a, what is he, multi-millionaire? Mm-hmm. Well, then she does tell him that at the end he reveals that he's a two-time and penny that is true you know, saxophone yeah. player. So I guess they do marry for love. At least we're assuming they get yeah. married. And then fi- final lines in movies. Absolutely. Oh, more on that, more more on that. that later. Yeah. The Rushmore has. We'll keep that one. What's age the worst? I had to really stretch here. Um, uh, yep, uh, I, I I literally I, wrote that down. That I'm pulling on these. So <laughs> I, mine's a, mine's a joke. So it actually doesn't. Ukuleles as an instrument. No, I, I, no had, this is about Rushmore for ukuleles. That's what I was I gonna, gonna put down. I was gonna say it got it had kind of a surge. I think so. Yeah. 
I, I, I knew a lot of people in high school wanted to play the ukulele. So. I've never met anyone in well, New York, New Jersey that said, you know I, what I want to do? I want to play the ukulele today. Well, the only reason I'll allow it is if they watch this movie. Because then it's like, all right, fine. I do have a harmonica <laughs> in my house. Yeah. That's, Can you that, play it? Yeah, I've got it for you right now. Jack, what do you got? Uh, so, a lot like Dave said, I'm pretty much just pulling on mine. Uh, in the Valentine's Day Massacre, one of the shotgun muzzles looks like it was getting about three shots off a second, which is <laughs> not really how pumps work. Uh, and then I'll suspend my disbelief for the for Josephine making those bike treks in time because that was just that just looks like a long but... way. And then there it is. Got how old? And yeah. then lastly, the, the 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 logic of the the cross-dressing and moving between locations isn't always there, but yeah, it's, it's part of the fun. And then, uh, that lobby boy is annoying as hell. It's just like, Hey doll. And it's just like really overdoing it. He's no Mustafa. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but nobody is. Yeah. Like I said, at the beginning of this movie's pretty damn perfect. So I was just pulling on these. Was that all you had? Was that all you had? I really don't have much. The, uh... Yeah. I guess like yeah. the, 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 <laughs> The idea to cross-dress as men to get in a girl's band. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's really funny. It's, it's, it's funny. Oh, it is funny. Yeah. Uh, my, my only age the worst, uh, nominating Jack Lemmon for Best Actor, but not the other two at all. So yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not Tony Curtis or Marilyn Monroe at all. I was like, oh, okay. I, is I Lemon best in show, though, for you? Probably, yes. But it just feels wrong to nominate one and not the other two, at least. I, I don't I was I wonder if uh I presume Curtis would have been thrown in lead too. Oh yeah. So she could have been supporting it. I mean yeah, Marilyn Monroe is actually first build not first build, but like she's the first name of the poster, so it's like mm-hmm. you know, but... I I think as she should though for the Well yeah, the, the yeah. thing it... Now I also when we went through the Oscars in that top ten of the year, this is a stacked year, so I guess there's that. It's a very it's it's funny when I think of I don't want to bring this back to football, but the Taylor Swift hey. and like Travis Kelsey thing, like around this era, this is when Maryland was with Joe DiMaggio and that like Maryland was just like the name in the world at that time. So it's just, mm-hmm. just thinking of like the dynamic of the craziness for both. Um, anything else, Hunter? No, that was the only one I had. Cause there was nothing I could really pick. That was actually a substantial. Yeah. Same here. All right, Jack, we talked about this before. Who is your Joe Spinell, that guy award? Oh boy. Okay. So I had to actually like kind of poll and like, look, cause like, I know like the main three and everybody else kind of just like, I didn't really know. So I had to do a little looking into it. So the, the waiter slash, I guess, like Paul Bear or whatever he is at the speakeasy at the beginning. His name is Paul Freeze. He has been in Mary Poppins, Patton, hmm. A Place in the Sun. But where we know him most from is he played Burgermeister Meisterburger in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, did not know that's actually a good okay. one. That is a great one. I, I just, I found his name and I was like, that rings a bell. And I just found it and I was like, that's who he is. And now I'm going to have to go back and see if I can hear any of that in his voice because, man, he did a lot of stuff. What about you, Hunter? What do you got here? Uh, the only one I could see was 
he plays the, the, the lead Italian mobster at the end. He's dressed in white at the very end. Oh, I don't remember what his actor is. It's, it's either Alex Ball or Bobby Gilbert. He plays him. I could. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I, I, I actually missed this category when I was making my notes. So <laughs> I, 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 I really I, like I, yours, I, I Jack. Is little, little Bonaparte, is that somebody you guys yes, know? Yes. Is, that, is that the guy? That's the guy, oh. like, that's, like, the head of the opera, like, president yeah, of the opera, whatever. Yeah, president yeah. of the opera, yeah, he's, so he's, okay, so he played Little Bob, but he was also in Twins, he was on, in On the Waterfront, and oh, Angels wow. in America, oh, wow. so, and he was in America, in American Tale. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Papa, Papa Moose, Moose, <laughs> Moose or something. Um, I, I like yours, Jack. Moosekowitz. Moosekowitz. I'm gonna go with yours, Jack. That's Hell just, yeah. <laughs> uh. Al Martino miscast here. So here's where I have someone. I know you think it's perfectly cast. I know. Can we replace Spats Columbo and just bring in James Cagney? Wait. uh, Wait, who? James Cagney? You talk about like the ideal. Like the right amount of like stern and like. You he mentioned... looks like actual like fearful. Because you mentioned like the Sunset Boulevard callback with like Buster Keaton. Would this not be like on that same level? Like you bring it Cag- would be, I think. But I also feel like I feel like George Raft was kind of more, kind of more obscure. I think. Oh yeah, Whereas, you're like, right there. James Cagney yeah. was doing like because I'm pretty sure George Raft was like, I think I he was like the heavy in a lot of those, and he was like the bad guys. So. If you got James Cagney to play Little Bonaparte at the end, that would be funny. Yeah, that that yeah, that's that, what I would, that would be hilarious. Uh, what do you got here? You said it's perfectly cast, right, Jack? Yeah, although there was one name that you didn't, I you, I don't think you mentioned during the casting what ifs that I was stunned you didn't mention. No, nope, save it, them. save it. I have it for later. Okay. Okay. And it's fascinating okay. where we end up a year later. By the way. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. Okay, yeah, then it is yeah. the right one, yeah. given it's a year away. So. Uh it wouldn't have worked. I just want to say that. Yeah. No. <laughs> where we were, like, no. What where we end up? Much better position. And J- Hunter's like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Uh, uh, well, you're gonna talk about the apartment. I know that. N- no, we're not. No. Oh. Well, the apartment's the next year, so I yeah. guess there's that. Uh do you have anyone here? No, the only ones because I was like. Can we get Lemon and Matthau together, Walter Matthau? But I was like, I can't Ooh. give it to Tony Curtis. No, you know, that's, no. No, that's not and fun. And I don't want to be disres- I, I don't want to be rude, but Tony Curtis is a much better looking man than Walter Matthau. Like. Well, that is also true. I was like, Walter Matthau could not look like a woman at all. It would not work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't think of anything that was miscast or anybody who like should be added to this because I can't take anyone out. And then for our Thomas Mitchell supporting player, does anyone not have Marilyn? It's Marilyn, right? No. I, I I I didn't she, have her she, only she's be- in the top three. I think only I, because I, she's literally the poster. She's the yeah. part of the poster. I couldn't do it on technicalities. Uh, From that said, I think there is an easy answer. There is even yeah. even going beyond the top three. Yeah, who who is it's it? Osgood. It's Osgood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jo- jo- Joey yeah. Brown as yeah. Osgood. Osgood <laughs> fielding the third. So where I had okay, so I definitely um. Like I, if if you want to put Marilyn supporting, then yes, she. Would I was going to put Osgood in Black Turtleneck guy. He doesn't have that much screen he's, time. He's in too much of the movie. He, uh, I think he, he is. He, I, yeah. yeah, I, I guess you just go on in there. Uh, I have little Bonaparte for Black Turtleneck guy because honestly, <laughs> All right, yeah, that's good too. I think he's kind of 
he's he kind of is giving what 90s Pacino is going to do in 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, some say he's going a bit too far, but others say he's a stand-up guy or something like that. I'm just like, yeah, like that's pretty re- good. Remake this in like today. But others say he's a stand-up guy. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I if we were to remake this today, who would we have in those two lead oh, roles? Oh, it has to be Pacino. Oh, the lead roles, the lead roles. Yeah, the lead uh, roles. Now you could put you could put Glenn Powell there. He could be great. Gonna... Glenn Powell and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling would be great. Yeah, are they too pretty? Yeah. It's too it's too easy of an answer. It feels like, but it'd be good. They'd be good. And they did. They, they, I mean, they do really well in comedy. So. Yeah, I know. Who's, uh, who's the mayor? By the way, we're we're right on our prediction. It, BAFTA gives some awards uh, before the telecast. Uh, Anatomy oh. of a Fall just won screenplay, so I will be picking that for our Oscars next. Uh, okay. Next. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What else can we pick? But anywho, yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, and Glenn Powell. Feel anyone else that comes to mind? Or do you want to go somewhere? Because there's such a height. There's a height difference between Lemon and Curtis. So maybe like a little bit of a height difference. And Lemon yeah. has a more—he's a handsome dude, but like more quirky looking well, than Tony Curtis. I don't think we have to go one for one remake. Yeah. You know, we, we can have some fun with this. Yeah. Who would be now, Marilyn? It'd be it'd be it'd be weird to make it nowadays. Though. Who would be Marilyn Monroe's character though? Now that's the so Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to you think. You want the same iconic status? Get her on just, the front poster. Just, yeah, that's just, a, just get just a get half on a million. That's a half a billion dollar movie right there. Just, there just, just get on, opening just weekend. Get on a day armors. Day armors. Oh back. no! <laughs> yeah, just, just, just do it again. She already she already did a couple scenes as well. We could just redo oh, the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> next up is well, you said Osgood is too much. So who did you have for Black Turtle on that guy? I little little Bonaparte. Yeah. Uh, do we have a Maurice Joar music moment drop? I. I, I mean, I kind of just went with Running Wild on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is it funny to have Josephine and Daphne cook with their uh, improv solos and him just spinning the bass around, but then but then Marilyn comes in and kind of just steals the show with their singing and yeah. All right, but and... there's a lot there's a lot of good uh, music performances. Like I said, if someone really wanted to try and argue it for the draft, <laughs> I'd hear you out. And then Hunter, do you have anything there? I had I want to be loved by you. Yeah, mm-hmm. song in the, in the club. So that's what that, I had that, too. It was between that or the the train one. So yeah. yeah. And then our M- either or. MVP. Who do you got? I couldn't pick, so I actually just, just did go with Billy Wilder. It's like if you write and direct this, you kind of have to be MVP. I didn't even think. I honestly didn't even do MVP when I was doing my notes. Uh... Lemon Curtis and yeah, I was like I couldn't pick. I was just gonna one say it's three, literally either so... Billy Wilder or that that trio of actors. Like, yeah, it, it, there is just so much work going around this movie that everyone's doing their part. And <laughs> let's see, and that's it. Yes, he he did produce it as well. So if you write, direct, and produce this movie, you kind of yeah, you kind of have to be MVP. Uh, all right, and I had Lemon and Curtis, and then um, yeah, Mount, Mount Rushmore. I know the answer for. I definitely know it for Jack. I don't know for Hunter, Billy Wilder. My yeah, oh, that's yeah, my number yeah. one for sure. It, what, how how would you how would we make his top four? So for so me, I'd say Sunset sun- and this have to be down there. Sunset, yeah. Sunset, the apartment, some like it hot, uh, and double indemnity for me. Yep, 
that that's mine. Yeah, yeah I think that probably. I wonder what what is this known for? If I look it up right now, uh, the apartment, right. Sunlight and Hot, Sabrina and Sunset. Sabrina is my five, so no no hate yeah. there. I, I I love Sabrina. I do need to see. Uh... The last weekend is one of my remaining. Uh, That's a good one. one. Of my remaining best pictures. I, I was intentionally holding off on one movie that I am assured that'll be a good experience. So. It's a it's better actually... version of Leaving Las Vegas. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, the problem is, I have Billy Wilder on my like directors to watch. The problem is, he's directed 27 movies. I think, like, 16 of them are on my watch list. I'm like, that's too many. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, going to take all, me, like, two months. They're worth it, and, man. They're so and they're bad. all good. I know. It's a, it's the bad problem to have, or a good problem to have of, like, too many good movies to watch. All righty. Is this Mount Rushmore for rom-coms? Yes. Yeah. yeah we discussed I would... this last week. Is it? Or... No. For, that was for, uh, it happened or one it night. It happened one night, yeah. yeah. Which was last week, yeah. That's is, true, yeah. yeah. Is this for... Mount Rushmore for comedies, period. For me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for me too. Yeah. It's so broad. Yeah. So here, I'd have to say yes. Here's I mean, a, AFI has the number one, so I guess it is. Here's an interesting discussion if we count this in this genre mob movies. I'll mm-hmm. go on and say I had Mount Rushmore of mob hits in movies. The cake, <laughs> the cake scene is awesome. It is, uh, yeah. So obviously, Godfather one, two, and Goodfellas are the top three. Yeah, so I can't put something like it hot right next to those. <laughs> in terms of well, like, it's not a mob, especially with you know, the movie. If with... I'm looking at it as an actual Mount Rushmore, I can just represent the Godfathers as Michael Corleone. Oh and we'll yeah, and then we'll have oh. Goodfellas. We'll have. The painting of the dogs up there, <laughs> and then from there, I th- I think you could have fun with like the fourth spot. I I'd throw it in because it's, it's it's not like the first thing I think of is like oh mob movie, but it's a it's, conversation. Yeah, it's pretty great collectively speaking. Marilyn Monroe, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, because there's not a lot to pick from. Yeah, for the thing. You, I think I, I gotta say, I think she ends up winning an Oscar. If she would have lived, I think she would have won an Oscar. Yeah, I think she was getting better as obviously. Some, so she would have some supporting Oscar, mm-hmm. I think, in some comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I know you guys have ukuleles. <laughs> I, I'm, trying, I'm which, trying to think of what else is up there. Yeah, now. what else could you put uh, in? Oh shit! Boy in <laughs> the Hero, one animated film. Oh. I, was, I, was, I was gonna say, I was like, that could happen. Fun uh, stuff now. Now it's now. I have no idea. I'm still gonna Maybe go Spider Verse to the end. I probably. I need to stop turning on notification because I have some stuff. Uh, poor things from VFX as well. Uh, oh, well, damn. Right. I'm gonna turn off notifications. Now, so now we're now we're now we're screwed over in VFX because we got barely anything. Yeah. Uh, keep the notifications going. What else you got? So the one that we haven't talked about, closing movie lines. Uh, I, 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 think, I think yes. Yeah. Uh, the other two that I, for me, are definitely up there. Uh, Louis, I believe this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Mm, and yeah. forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Ah, uh, yes. Two, two of Writers Guild, three best screenplays. So there you go. <laughs> Alrighty. And then, Hunter, do you have anything here? Mine was, yeah, Billy Wilder, Final Lines, uh, Jack Lemon performances. Yes. It's, yeah. This, the apartment. 
I think, think you need a little I, too much to drink, Chief. <laughs> JFK, get that in there, too. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I was like, he, because it's one of those where it's like 50s, and he goes all the way into the 90s, because I love mm-hmm. Glenn Gary Glenn oh, I think he's I think phenomenal. He's oh, yeah. So it's one of those, he is, and I haven't seen his two Oscar winning performances either. Ironically, so neither have I. No, I haven't. So it's like, it's hard for me to, I mean, I say yes, but I'm like, I haven't seen half the shit he's been in that people love. How about these two? Movies that wouldn't work today. Mount Rushmore. Yes, this one does get by a lot on its black and white. So you, you know you, mm-hmm. but also like you can suspend disbelief at them at the time because like if when you see this in color, and even nowadays with again, um, trans people these days, you know it, it'd be like you can't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work these days. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, and, and and it really shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. It's a, it's a, it's of its time. It doesn't I, need to be. Remade. And I don't know why I didn't include this before. Movies that take place in Florida. Oh. Well, mm. hey, 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 hey! Godfather mm. takes place in Florida. For I was gonna bit. say. <laughs> Godfather Two is Cuba. Miami, yeah, they to, no, they go to Hyman Ross. Like, Hyman Ross. oh, that little yeah. scene in Hyman, yeah, yeah, to watch the yeah, He's like, oh, yeah. we, well, when they when they fixed the nineteen eighteen World, yeah, the World Series, yes, yeah, yeah. good old Hyman yeah. Ross. Um, yeah. So, Godfather two, some like yeah, it. Well, I mean, I think I think Scarface might get Scar- oh, yes. that's in there for in, 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 the, in the crime in the crime field. Uh, Not the Florida Project. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, it. It's a good. There's a lot yeah, of Florida that, movies. Yeah, there. there's a lot of Florida movies. All right. Uh, Plus Florida movies. Let's just see what it says. And then while uh, Hunter's looking that up, some fun facts for the movie. Marilyn Monroe required 47 takes to get It's Me Sugar correct. Instead saying sugar, it's me, or it's sugar me. After 30 takes, Billy Wilder had the line written on a blackboard. Another scene required Monroe to rummage through some drawers and say, where's the bourbon? After 40 takes of her saying, where's the whiskey? Where's the bottle? Or where's the bonbon? Wilder pasted the correct line in one of the drawers. After Monroe became confused about which drawer contained the line, Wilder had it passed, pasted in every single drawer. 59 takes were required for this scene, and she finally does it. She has her back to the camera, leading to some wonder if Wilder finally gave up and had it dubbed. Sure. Could be. Fascinating, as 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 Jack says. Tony's Tony Curtis has said he asked Billy Wilder if he could imitate Cary Grant for his stint as the millionaire in the movie. Wilder liked it so much that he said, uh, go for it. Did did Cary Grant ever star in a Wilder film? I don't think so. Don't think so. Ooh, I don't that, think, would, that would yeah, man. That what would if yeah. that'd be a, a dream yeah. He could have been the Fred McMurray character in Double Indemnity. Or the yeah. the apartment. Because he's a little older. He's point. a little older, he yeah. yeah. That's like but North like by Northwest. Big, he could have done the Big Murray part in the apartment. He could have. Marilyn Monroe was pregnant during the filming. As a, as a result, she had several uh, miscarriages in her life. Due to her pregnancy, most of the publicity photos were posed by Sandra Warner and Monroe's frequent stand-in, Evelyn Mor- Moriarty. Very interesting to not know that. And then, um, here we go, Jack. So, oh boy. in the Jack Lemon role, Anthony Perkins auditioned for the role. He was offered the role, Ooh. but Paramount would not allow this. They thought Perkins <clears throat> had the 
had ambiguous sexuality and to have him spend much of his film dressed in women's clothes would undermine his image as a teen idol. Fast forward 12 months, he is in Psycho. Well, <laughs> for Paramount. It the better, it's the better use of him being dressed in women's clothes. Yes. That better, uh, it's, yeah, good point, I suppose. It's the better use, because it made a, it, it, it's the right actor for the right role at that, at that point. Now, I, Jack, now Jack Lemmon is Norman Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Happy, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to sell Jack Lemon short. He could be great at it. Yeah, I, you know, it'd, be, he, it'd be odd at that moment. It'd be very, definitely odd. It actually, I think it would fall more into how he looked like in the book, in the Psycho book. Yeah, I've never read the Psycho book. Yeah. Though. Um. But yeah, obviously Perkins. You know, Psycho. Oh yeah. So we're yeah, good. Yeah. That that's sixty five years next year, by the way, gents. Oh, just, just oh putting boy. that out there. Um, it's not like we did Psycho 2 just a little bit ago. <laughs> Tony Curtis uh, bases performance per, of the persona of Josephine on Grace Kelly and Eve Arden and his mother. Sure. Interesting amalgamation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we mentioned it's been adapted to Broadway. 2022 was one and 1972 was the other, but it was named Sugar in 1972. Mm. The Namaya Persoff role originally was offered to Edward G. Robinson. This is a fascinating fact. Uh, little Bonaparte, yep. But okay. Robinson had vowed to never again to work with George Raft, with whom he had a fight on the set of Manpower. When for a scene, Raft spun him around too hard. However, the role of Johnny Paradise, the kid homaging Raft's cheap trick of coin flipping, went to Edward G. Robinson Jr., <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I I did see him in the cast, and I was like, "Wait, that's not him!" But see, yeah. he didn't. He I mean, he gets to kill George Raft in the movie if he took the role. <laughs> so that, he would get your revenge right there. Could have done it. And could have sold, sold the role back. And in the yeah. last one, the famous closing line, "Well, nobody's perfect," was actually never intended to make the final film. It was apparently to be replaced by the writers once they thought of something they liked better. Billy Wilder, uh, each credit himself and IAL Diamond uh for uh, for pushing to keep the line in the movie so obviously it turned out pretty well there you go uh, yeah and that's all I got Jack usually has some stuff anything you have uh no you actually hit everything that I had oh great great and that wraps everything up this is a a fun discussion this is definitely one of the funnest ones we've done especially uh when it comes to Billy Wilder it's always good to touch on his movies next week uh it's going to be a fun one just because you guys have not seen this and I have. And in honor of the release of Dune, Denis Villeneuve's Dune Part 2, we are going to travel to Arrakis for the 40th anniversary of David Lynch's Dune, which is going to be quite quite a discussion. I'm going to be spending over five hours in Arrakis this week between the two movies. It's it's two hours and 40 and two hours and 16. It's going to be... Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be long. And the fact that David Lynch got the... Int- so, Denise adaptation total is going to total over five hours. Yeah, it's like <laughs> five and a half. Lynch got two hours and 16 minutes for the whole book. <laughs> Denise got a. He's got to work on his speed run. He's got yeah. two hours to catch up on. <laughs> so, Jack, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd. You just look up my name. You'll see what I'm watching there. And all three of us over on the League of Cinephiles, season four is underway, and we'll 
be getting our first matches up here pretty soon. And Hunter. Well, you can find me at thecinemadispatch.com. You can read my reviews for Madam Web and Bob Marley right now. You can read my review for Dune Part 2 when the embargo lifts on Wednesday. You can also find me at the Critics Circle. We just announced our Best of 2023 awards. No surprise, Oppenheimer dominated that one, as it should, I say. So, yeah. And you can find me at thecinematicgrill.com. You could also find my review of Dune going live on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will be watching Love Lives Bleeding on Tuesday, so watch out for a review of that. So that should be a fun one. And until next week, when we come back from Arrakis, see you at the movies.